Hello, my name is Mari Gerard, and I am the Managing Editor for Custom Content at Pharma Intelligence. Today, I am joined by Harpreet Gill, Vice President of Decentralised Clinical Trials at ICON, and Ashmi Baradia, Vice President of Excelicare In-Home Services, to discuss how sites and investigators are reflecting on decentralised trial models as the dust settles following the COVID-19 pandemic. Harpreet and Ashmi, thank you very much for joining me today. We'll dive right in. So how have the perceptions of sites and investigators on decentralised clinical trials changed from the onset of the COVID-19 pandemic to present? Harpreet, I'll come to you first. So I think sites largely appreciate that this is a good opportunity to move towards a more patient-centric model. And certainly the surveys that we've done at ICON indicate that um, site staff generally felt that they also benefited from using remote processes. However, I think we do need to appreciate that sites are concerned with dealing with more technologies and how the workload may shift. So yes, some of the workload is removed in that the um, assessments that are normally done at site may be done by the patient themselves directly or by some other other method, but they essentially they're still responsible for the medical oversight of the patient. And then also there are concerns around providing additional support for making sure those assessments are done appropriately by the patient and supporting them in using those wearable sensors, whatever technology that we've decided to use for the clinical trial. Fantastic. And Ashmi, what's your take on this? From the in-home services perspective, during the COVID-19 pandemic, we really saw a very significant uptake in sites performing in-home visits to support the patients in continuing in clinical trials and the sites and investigators at the time being very willing to take on those home services. However, as countries have progressed now since the COVID-19 pandemic and lockdown restrictions have eased, we do see sites and investigators very open and very keen to have their patients visiting them back on site. However, we do see a subset of sites and investigators who have really continued to embrace the in-home services and the benefits that they've seen bringing to the patients in clinical trials. And how do these perceptions of sites and investigators compare with those of the sponsors and what are they expecting from clinical trial sites and investigators now? So sponsors are very curious, I'd say. We've got overall quite a marked uptick in sponsors asking us to provide a DCT strategy as part of our proposals. There's a lot of interest and curiosity about how to implement DCTs. We also know that a number of sponsors have made it known publicly that they are proactively targeting a high percentage of the clinical trials will implement DCT elements. So I think there's quite a push from sponsors to go down this route. They see the benefits. And the good thing is, I think a number of sponsors are speaking to sites and investigators, getting their feedback, understanding what kind of support they need. And they, they share that with us as well. And, and as we work through any kind of proposal, these are some of the questions that sponsors do ask us up front in terms of how do we support the sites? How do we ensure the technology works, et cetera, et cetera. Brilliant. And Ashmi, what are your thoughts on this? From our side, in, in our engagements with sponsors, they are very keen on the implementation of in-home services, which really strengthens their position in the adoption of decentralised trials. And indeed, we do see them making a very significant investment in the growth of their own DCT teams and expertise, who we are now collaborating with to develop and work with the DCT strategy for their studies. We work with them currently in terms of their study designs, how we position home health and how we can do those visits remotely with the patients 
And as well, from an Acela Caring Home Services side, we really take that a step further in terms of our specific engagements with the sites as well in order to educate and train them on the benefits of in-home services as well. So I'd like to pick up on, Ashby, what you what you just said about mm. the getting involved at an early stage in the trial design. I think that's really, really important. And we are finding that sponsors are asking us for more consultation, engaging early in the overall trial design, because that really gives us an opportunity to, first of all, be clear whether the DCT components are going to add value to achieve the trial objectives, but also if it's a clinical trial that could be good for a DCT methodology, we can get engaged engaged early on to ensure that the protocol and the endpoints are fit for purpose and work well in a DCT setting. So I think that's very exciting for us because we are having that very, very early engagement with sponsors, not just on individual clinical trials, but also across programmes. And going back to the site and investigator perspective, why do you think that sites and investigators are concerned about getting involved in decentralised clinical trials? Harpreet, we'll start with you on this. I think technology is top of the list for many sites for themselves, but also in terms of how they can support the patient with the various devices, with the logging onto a platform, et cetera, et cetera. We've got to ensure that sites feel comfortable that they're going to get the right support for the patients, but also for themselves. And Ashby, what are your thoughts on this? From our side, in terms of what we see from in-home services, some of the common concerns. One is that the investigator and the site staff are not familiar with the home nurses. As well, Harpre alluded to this at the start, as the site PI and responsible for the oversight of the study, having confidence that the quality of the protocol visits are conducted according to ICH, GCP and the protocol requirements. Also as well, having confidence in the training and the suitability of the nurses for the study or the patient population that's involved. And also as well around the logistics of the coordination and the provision of the supplies, things like the central lab kits, the investigational product for the home visits. But here at Stellar Care in Home Services, we really alleviate these concerns by robust and thorough study training of the nurses on the study and the specifics of what the nurses are required to do in the home or at the remote location with the patient. For example, we use the Firecrest portal that we have at ICON to deliver the training to the home nurses. And this training also includes ICH, GCP and IATA training. So it's very consistent and standardised. One of the key benefits that we also have is that we advocate our nurse meet and greet uh, opportunities with the sites and sometimes the patients, for example, paediatric patients where the nurse will have the opportunity to meet the child and their parents or their caregivers and also establish that relationship, which is key to providing the site and the patient with comfort and confidence of working with the home nurses. In terms of the logistics, we at Salicare Home Services, we take care of as much as possible that we can to alleviate that burden for the sites. So, for example, we have courier services in place that can support with shipment of supplies from the site directly to the patient's home, things like central lab kits. And we also have access to our Icon Clinical Supplies Management too. For example, in the case of director patient investigate IP shipment as well. So while we recognise the hurdles from sites and investigators, we certainly do have mitigation plans in place to address those and really give sites and investigators as much support as we can. And then shifting to the patient perspective, what do patients need from sites and investigators when participating in a decentralised clinical trial? 
Ashmi, maybe we can start with you on this one. The patient is key to us in terms of decentralised trials and especially in terms of the home services that we provide. It's our objective to ensure a seamless experience for the patient when they are receiving home visits and that they have been cared for at the highest standard. We work with the sites and the investigators so that they can confidently talk to patients about homes to home services work, what they, can they expect in terms of contact prior to the visit, in terms of scheduling, what will happen during the visit and then what will happen after the visit as well. And so as well, investigators are also confident to talk to the patient in terms of the benefits that home services bring um, as they participate in the clinical trials. Harpreet, anything to add there? Yeah, I think I'd also add to that that patients don't always know an awful lot about what a DCT is, what it actually means. And um, we've had some anecdotal comments from colleagues of ours who work with patient advocate groups that some patients think that DCT means it's more work for them. They've got to go to several places to have the assessment. So I think there's quite a lot of education that we need to do with patients, patient communities, patient advocacy groups, etc., as well as helping the site educate the patients when they're going to be involved in a DCT. And just to add, actually, on that, from an in-home services perspective, we actually did do a couple of surveys on the patients participating in in-home services. And in a recent survey that we did, 75% of the patients identified convenience of the home visits as the main reason for them enrolling into the study. Also, in another survey, 81% of patients that we surveyed identified home visits as an important factor in them staying in the study as well. So I think those metrics certainly speak volumes about the benefits that the patients certainly receive from having these remote services available to them. And then, of course, we also have an opportunity to reach out to demographics that wouldn't normally get involved in a clinical trial because it is a long way from home or they wouldn't normally have thought about being involved in such an opportunity. So I think from a diversity perspective as well, both for patients and sites in home services and and decentralised methods can also widen the scope there. How does ICON specifically collaborate with and support sites and investigators in the execution of these decentralised clinical trials? So with sites and investigators, Ashby's talked about the Acelacare in-home services. We also have the Concierge Support Coordinating Centre, the CSCC. Now, we don't use the term concierge service lightly. It's hypercare for sites and for patients. It's helping them log on. It's helping them move through the clinical trial journey having someone at the end of the phone. It takes away the burden from the site, having to make those calls to the patient, making sure that they've done their done their latest ECOA, that they've filled in the diary, et cetera, et cetera. And the concierge support service also get involved with the shipment and logistics around that, ensuring that the patient has got the IP, getting on the phone with the patient and saying, okay, checking the label with the patient, et cetera, et cetera. So there's a huge value that the concierge coordinating service provide for patients and for sites. I kind of think of it as like a wraparound care for patients and sites. So it's like that end-to-end support for them. So any questions they have, either about the technology that they're using, about the protocol, about the assessments that they need to take, can be ported through the concierge service. And Ashmi, anything to add from the SLA care side? Just to add as well is that while we collaborate directly with the sites, we also collaborate with the ICON broader project team. So, for example, the clinical team and the CRAs who are key and also interfacing with the sites. So we engage them with home health. So they are 
supporting the sites, investigator sites through their communications and their on-site visits as well. Some of our sites will also be using Firecrest and we have a visit by visit guide within Firecrest. And what we've done there is actually include the components of home health within those visit by visit guides to help remind the sites of the home visits and what they need to do as well. Engaging and informative content for patients is also very important. So ICON is developing such content in the form of videos um, that can be shared by the site via Firecrest or through some kind of web link. Thank you both. And what wider benefits do decentralised clinical trials offer to sites and investigators? Well, I think there's the opportunity for sites that wouldn't normally be involved in a clinical trial to get involved. Sites that perhaps are located in more rural areas, perhaps are not typical research sites. They don't often have the resources on site to take part in a typical clinical trial. But with the decentralised model where you're using technology and applications to support the sites, where you're using in-home services to support the sites, we can get greater diversity of sites and also hence a greater diversity of patients as well. So patients from not only different ethnicities, but different socioeconomic backgrounds as well. Brilliant. And Ashmi, any other benefits to mention? Yeah, I echo and agree with what Hartpreet had said there. You know, it's really important. There's a lot of talk now in our industry around diversity. And I think really having these remote services available to sites and investigators also supports having a more diverse patient population included in clinical trials, as well as, just as Hartpreet said, a more diverse set of sites and investigators also participating in trials as well. So it really does broaden our site outreach, sites being included, and the flexibility that sites have as well to be able to conduct the clinical trials. And, you know, I was speaking to a friend who's a respiratory physician in an NHS hospital. They were at the forefront of patient care during the pandemic. And I was speaking to him about decentralised clinical trials. And he said, you know, I would love to do research, but I just don't have the bandwidth or the resources. And it did strike me that these are the kind of physicians that we want to get involved. And knowing the demographic of the area where he works, we would get huge patient diversity from a hospital like that if they could be involved in research. So, Again, taking away the burden from the hospital setting, from the primary and secondary care settings means that we can have GP practices and and hospitals getting involved with decentralised clinical trials more readily than with a standard clinical trial where you do have to have additional means and resources on site. And then the last question I had for you both, a fairly big question. What are your predictions for decentralised clinical trial utilisation in the next three to five years? And how can sites and investigators continue to ensure that they're equipped to support their sponsors and patients in these studies? Harpreet, I'll come to you first. So let me answer the first part of that question. So I think, first of all, we will see that regulators and competent authorities are going to provide more clarity and consistency around the regulatory landscape. And that will support the industry and increase the overall level of comfort with decentralised models. Having said that, we know that the industry is keen to move ahead with decentralised clinical trials. And as the technology is becoming more widespread, I think we'll see protocols specifically designed with digital endpoints and decentralised in mind. But also, I'd like to point out that I think 
probably we'll see that most trials, clinical trials, will be hybrid and we'll see a continuum of decentralization. So we'll see DC, what I'd call DCT light. So that's trials with just a few decentralized components. We often refer to these as traditional with tech through to sort of more fully decentralized, using more and more decentralized elements right to the end of the spectrum where we have a full DCT. So I think, you know, the next three to five years, more decentralization, but still largely hybrid. And so for the second part of your question in terms of what science and investigators can do, I think get engaged in the conversation, speak to sponsors, make your opinions known. When we send out surveys, get involved in those surveys and let us know how DCTs are working or not working for you. I think that's really important to to have a voice in the whole journey through decentralization and into the future. And Ashmi, what's your take on this? Just from my side, in-home services is going to be key in enabling DCT studies, whether they are hybrid or whether they are fully decentralised. And so certainly we will see a continued growth over the next three to five years and the adoption of home services to support that hybrid or or fully decentralised approach. I think we'll also see growth in areas such as home health, working with virtual PIs, you know, the Metasite model as well. And so we're also starting to support this too, certainly within the virtual PI setting as well. So I think we'll also see expansion and and growth in that area too as well. And in terms of what we'd really advise the the sites and the investigators to support this is I agree with Harpreet and points that she's made there. I think that feedback from the sites and the investigators is really key for helping us as an industry evolve in the evolution of DCT studies and how we can continually improve our strategies and continually meet the needs of our sites and investigators as they walk along this journey with with decentralised trials as well. So that engagement and feedback, I would say, is absolutely going to be key from the sites and investigators. Fantastic. Well, thank you, Harpreet and Ashmi, for taking the time to have this conversation today. It's been really fantastic to get your insight on what is a very interesting topic. Finally, I would also like to thank the sponsor of this podcast, Icon, for making this great discussion possible.